following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 19th, 2019, Season 15, Episode number 103. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And today we're going to talk about the Cowboys versus the Eagles. We'll get a scouting up uh, report from Dave on the uh, defense. Yesterday we talked about the offense. Uh, but before we get to that, we need to talk a little bit about some injuries and uh, some guys that did not practice yesterday, get some updates on those guys. I'll start first with the quarterback. Obviously, he was limited yesterday. Um, but And you guys made it pretty clear you expect that he's going to play this weekend. However, what have we heard at this point as far as where he is uh, as far Rush? as being able to practice? No. Cooper Dad Rush? Prescott. No, that's what I'm saying. Cooper Rush has been out there practicing. Oh, I got you. Okay, yeah. Just in case. Ooh. I do I do expect. <laughs> Just in case. I do expect that Dak Prescott's going to play, but I think yeah. I said it yesterday. If your quarterback can't throw, like if his throwing shoulder is affected to the point that he's not throwing in practice, that should be concerning to anybody. Yeah. Still not throwing today. Um, Jason Garrett said he probably wouldn't do much. Uh, Cooper Rush took most. He said most. I would guess that means all, or at least all of the passing reps in practice yesterday. Um, we'll see what he can do tomorrow. Jerry Jones, for his part, said he thinks he's going to be fine this morning, but I don't know. That's concerning for me when the starting quarterback can't throw in practice. Yep. I mean, it's it's obvious to say that I don't think any of us, and correct me if I'm misspeaking, but I don't think any of us um, necessarily f- would feel comfortable with the idea that Dak doesn't play or that Dak at some point has to come out of the game. But do you think that the Cowboys, does it change whether you think the Cowboys have the ability to win this week if Dak plays or doesn't play? Well, the good thing at least was to be able to see the Cowboys be successful with the running game last week, utilizing Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. So for this weekend, that gives me a little bit more of confidence as far as what Dak is dealing with as, with his shoulder, then being able to use the running game more. But at the same time, I'm concerned not just for – I don't know much about the injury. Like how – can you use it and then maybe do you re-aggravate it? And if so, could, how long could that leave you for? Like looking further out if they make it into the playoffs, you know, like – I don't really know how those kinds of injuries are like. But the comment that Zeke made in the locker room, it didn't sound like that's something very easy to deal with. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, he did, he's not throwing right now. He's he's going through all the drills, but he's not, he's not participating in the throws. So, it sounds like they're going to go with rest over the test. You know, they're not testing it. They're just going to rest it. But... But as far as Cooper Cup, Cooper Rush, how, how do you feel about? Like, do you do you yeah, think that if he could he could go win the game? Okay, yeah, right. he could win the game if they need to. I mean, he, I mean, Brandon Whedon, you know, 
won the game, and Matt Castle's won games for him. I think Cooper Rush could go win the game. Okay. You know, we don't know what Cooper Rush has done. We've never seen Cooper Rush in right. this offense. In a, in, in a game, yeah. We've never seen Cooper Rush hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. He gets to hand the ball off to guys that aren't Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. and offensive linemen that really aren't, the, you know, um, these guys, the pro bowlers. So, I, I don't know. He, I think he'd be fine. I also think I don't. I just I lean toward thinking Dak will be okay. Like, I mean, they'll they'll give him you know some, he'll they'll do something for the pain toward all that type of thing. Um, and and a, a week to rest it. I mean, not throwing in practice obviously isn't ideal, but you can rest the shoulder. Zeke's you know guys play with this injury all the time. Typically doesn't require throwing the ball. Yeah, that is definitely concerning. I just. I'd, I'd be shocked if he's not out there. And, I mean, it was just a week ago that Sean Lee didn't have a practice rep and played a great game. It seems like we see this type of stuff but, all the time. Right, but they also signed Chris uh, Covington just to make sure. True. So, so True. That other guy, uh, Clayton, Clayton, Thorson. Clayton Thorson, he's out there throwing. And he throws the ball better than Cooper. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's got a cannon. Yeah, We've noticed really that he's uh, he's been spending time uh, like before the games. Yeah. I think it was you, Nick, that pointed it out to me the first time I saw it, or somebody did. But it was uh, he was out there, and, and he does it. I, I think before every game, he's out yeah. there with Kitna, and they're they're just kind of working before yeah. the games and in pregame. They bring him on road trips. Yeah, right. Which is unusual for a practice squad player. Right. Um, that would be. In- I mean, they could sign him on Friday or Saturday, and if they do, that should be concerning. I mean, if they are that nervous about it, yeah. Um, I still I lean toward thinking Dak will play, and you know he'll play. I mean, he played three quarters with this problem, right? I mean, he heard it in the first quarter against the Rams, and he played three quarters and was effective. Well, so, the thing you got to think about, or they have to think about, is because of the injury now. It does the other team? Are there situations where he hurts it more because somebody lands on him? And that's the part you got to be worried about when you say you're going to bring up that third quarterback is, you know, he's just one hit that would normally be a hit he jumps right up from, from now maybe not being able to throw. And that becomes an issue. But I do remember in the game Sunday, Nick, you kept saying, you said it a couple times, why is he throwing the ball sidearm? And I wonder, (laughs) I wonder if that was a, like that was the telltale sign of that he had been injured by that point. And it was more comfortable to throw like that maybe than the throwing overhand because when you have a shoulder injury, obviously the rotation of your shoulder kind of changes a little bit or or what feels comfortable. He does that a lot though. He's been throwing sidearm a little bit, but there was, there were a couple of plays where it looked like he was skipping rocks at the lake. I mean, it was just (laughs) like, like why? Like it didn't even seem like there was a reason for it. All right, talk to me about some of the other guys that did not practice. Uh, Tyron Smith, Michael Bennett, C.J. Goodwin, Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, obviously Leighton Vanderesh. Are there any of those injuries that, that concern you guys from the standpoint of their availability Sunday? Tyron's back. Uh, they put a shield on his helmet per Jason Garrett. He was out there today. So, again, you know, you got a medical team dedicating all of their resources to getting you right. I think he'll be okay. I think I heard Michael Bennett had an illness. Seems like that's kind of been going around, yeah. like a flu type thing. That's Nick about it. He's back. Uh, he's out there today. Joe and Sean are doing the rehab stuff with Britt Brown. What's stretching. Joe's injury again? Always uh, forgot. Uh, knee. Yeah, there knee you injury. go. Yeah. Um, they're out there moving. That's always a good sign for veteran players. We'll see, but it's encouraging. Um, CJ Goodwin. CJ Goodwin came in with a cast. Did you see yeah. him in the locker room yesterday? Yeah, I saw him. I've never seen that before. Big old cast, and I said, "So this is going to get, you know, lighter as the week goes on." He's like, "No, it gets heavier. Like I'm going to have a bigger cast. Like he's going to have that? a really big club." He's like, "I don't need this left hand to go down and make a play." That's what <laughs> he right. said. So 
He, but let's the, hope there's no injury really good corner, and let's hope he doesn't have to play a lot on defense. So you know, did you see him in the locker room yesterday yeah. though? But like, he didn't have. He had like this weird bag on his arm. Yeah, it like it was like a plastic bag that went over his whole arm and had like a, you know, something to fix it so that nothing could get in there. I. Was that because he was about to go shower or something? No, I've had, that would I, make sense. I I'm not smart. I no, didn't even think about that. You don't think I, that's what it was? Uh, it's a. I've had something wrong with my thumb before, and they have a bag on. I guess it's for the air. Um, it's for like a little cast that they put on there. They mold something on there just for a little. So bit. the bag is just part for of the, the molding air. process. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I never seen anything like it, but yeah. so he doesn't need his arm to make plays. He'll he'll get right. Yeah, he'll go down there and play. One of their better special teams players, yeah. and they certainly don't need to be missing special teams players with uh-huh. some of the miscues they've had uh, so far this season in special teams. So overall, I guess the 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 general consensus I'm getting here is that really there are no injuries uh, that are really really concerning outside of maybe Dak, obviously just because your quarterback has an injury. Uh, but the rest of these guys seem like they probably are going to go. Obviously, Layton probably not. Sean is a little bit. I mean, not Sean. I'm sorry. Uh, Joe Thomas probably a bit iffy. Yeah. Everything else seems pretty good. That's, people freak out every week. The injury list, if you look at it on Twitter or anywhere else, is it's really long. But the vast majority of it is not new, and it's not stuff that should keep guys out of the game. Yeah. Dak, I mean, Dak is not maybe concerning. That's it's very concerning to me. Just cause, not only is your quarterback hurt, but it's the part of his body that he needs the most to play well. Right. Um, so and, and it is what it is, but it's definitely concerning. Yeah, and, and Amber, I know you said earlier you were you were more you were happy at least that they got the running game going. The challenge becomes can they then keep the, that running game going if they don't think that there's much of a threat in the passing game? Can they exactly, devote more yeah. resources to stopping the run? That's what you worry about. And hopefully, hopefully <laughs> Dak will be not only able to play, but will be at top form, as Jerry said this morning in his radio call. He expects him to be. So we'll see. All right, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into this Philadelphia defense. We'll also get some phone calls for you guys later in the show. Go ahead and give us a call. The number's 888-855-2297. Again, 888-855-2297. We'll be right back. This is The Break. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this... the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Ready? Okay. Give me an S. Give me an O. Give me an S. Yes. Give me an O. Oh. 
like we cheered. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagle defense. Dave, what do you have for us? What do I have for you? This one looks a lot more similar than the offense does from what you remember last uh Last time out. Um, The main difference right now is that Derek Barnett is not practicing. He hurt his ankle, but the guy that's been filling in for him, you should be really familiar with, Vinny Curry. Um, Kamu Gruje-Hill, do you remember him? He's the guy that talked smack Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. He went on IR earlier this week, so he's not there. But a lot of these names should sound familiar. Tim Jernigan, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Finney Curry. Fletcher Cox also is uh, questionable. I mean, not questionable, but uh, he was limited in practice. He was limited, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he's playing. Same rules go for them as go for us. Absolutely. If you're practicing on Wednesday, you're probably playing on Sunday. Yep. Um, Nigel Bradham, Jalen Mills, Rodney McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins. Like, it's interesting to me because I look at it and I'm, you know, you got to watch games because you're like, oh, these guys are all good players, aren't they? Like, I know those names. I know Ronald Darby, but they're not playing very well. Yeah. Um, their secondary is is a mess. They got torched by Dwayne Haskins, who obviously is a big-time draft pick, but had not been playing that way up until Sunday. Like, you're, I mean, you're talking about a guy that was throwing for 130, 160, 180, and he almost hit 300 yards on these guys. Um, he lit them up. This Actually, you'll appreciate this, Derek, because, like, you know, people roll their eyes at fantasy football. I think this is an interesting stat that I got from a fantasy website about the Eagles. Okay. They have allowed the second most fantasy points in the league to wide receivers, specifically on the perimeter. Mm. So that I mean, is interesting. When they play, like their opposition succeeds on the boundary. And if you, yeah. I mean, if you watch the Cowboys, you would think so. Obviously, Amari Cooper's played great against these guys since he got here. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't give up as much to the slot, but I'm curious: is that because? They have this awesome slot receiver. I don't think so. Like, Avante Maddox is fine. I mean, slot corner, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, he's fine, but he's not amazing. And I just I wonder, like, is that just because nobody's throwing in the slot because it's so easy to get yards outside? Mm-hmm. And if you watch him, I think that's the case. Terry McLaurin killed these guys. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Now, he's a good receiver. But he is yeah. a good receiver, yeah. but guess what? So are Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Absolutely. I think that's, that's my thing with this is – Dak needs to be healthy enough to get the ball to those guys. Yep. That's a that's a big deal. Is can he take advantage? Because Jalen Mills, he went to LSU. Love him for that. He's not that good. And I'm, and the Eagles will tell you that. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Um, they just they lose guys in the in the secondary. They you know when they run zone, it doesn't seem like they have a good concept of who's supposed to be where, and they don't have man guys who can stay with their man at least not consistently. Um, I wrote not inspiring tackling. Like, saw a lot. Terry McLaurin went 75 yards on a touchdown that should have been like an 18-yard gain. Vontae Maddox just mm-hmm. missed the tackle. Um, they look very passive in their coverage. I don't, they like, you know, Cowboy fans can probably relate to that. They don't attack the ball. Um, they just look lost. And I, I mean, I think their front is good. And their front is, I know they gave up rushing yards to Zeke last year, but their front has been a challenge for the Cowboys in the past. You know, Fletcher Cox is a great player. Jernigan's still a really good player. Uh, but the back seven is is what gives me 
cause for concern if I'm an Eagles fan for sure. If you've been as you've been looking at the the games that they've played, have uh, what does their pass rush look like just in general as far as being able to get consistent pressure on the opposing quarterback? They did not do it last week, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but I know that these guys can. Like I know that they can. We've seen I've, them. Do I've it, seen right? them do yeah. it, and I. I mean, I advocated for the Cowboys to sign Vinnie Curry when he. I believe he got released by Tampa Bay. Um, I think much, much like the Cowboys, it's consistent. I mean, it's talented, but not consistent. Brandon Graham's got seven and a half. Really, one of the most underrated players in the NFC over the last handful of years, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But Derek Barnett. First-round pick, hasn't had the consistency. He's got four-and-a-half sacks. Like, they can definitely generate it. I would say consistency is their biggest problem. And I know, you know, Fletcher Cox has taken some heat because he hasn't been the man-eater that, at least statistically, that he always is. Yeah. And you would think that if the Cowboys could could block up the front that they played last week, they should be able to block this front as well, right? At, ideally. Think, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, yeah. Theoretically, yeah. right? Theoretically. I mean, you're, you're talking about a very, very, very good defensive tackle, uh, and you're talking about other guys on that line that could get after the quarterback. Uh, but the Cowboys did a good job last week, so the hope would be, at least, uh, that the same thing could happen this week. Talk to me about the linebackers, specifically their ability to be able to cover, because especially if Dak's arm is a little gimpy, um, maybe the Cowboys, you know, are, are doing a lot more dump offs to running backs to tight ends, trying to just give him some shorter throws. How good are these linebackers in coverage and being able to to cover the entire field? I think they're just really talent poor as a unit. I I like Nigel Bradham as a player, but just in general, and Grugier Hill is on IR, but I I don't see difference makers there, and that's why. I would like to see more of what we saw last week. Like, I hope they keep that in their arsenal. I just said Gallup and Cooper are a favorable matchup, but against these guys, I think Blake Jarwin and Tony Pollard really could be too. For you know, as receiving, but I mean, as a runner, but catching the ball out of the backfield, catching the ball in the flat. Same thing with. I don't think their safeties are playing that well. Um, not up to the standards you associate with Michael Michael Malcolm Jenkins, at least in my opinion. Um, they keep they keep him down in the box a lot, which I would expect him to do against Zeke. They've had success with that before, but covering guys, I, I think that's again I think that's favorable provided Dak can get the ball out, which easier throws for tight ends and running backs you would yeah. think. You uh, you mentioned Cooper. I had this question uh, from from Brian Woodward, Woodward on Twitter. He says something that I feel was lost uh, in the Cowboys' dominant performance is Amari. Is he healthy? Was he just blanketed by Ramsey all game? Hardly recall ever even really seeing him throughout the game. Obviously, if you're going to take advantage of this against the Eagles, Amari would be a big part of it. But what did you see just from that last game? Obviously, they they didn't need it because they had such great offensive production. But what do you think as far as where Amari is health wise? As far as where he is? As far as you well, know, was he blanketed? What what no, was going on? You know, I don't know if Jason Garrett has an issue with Jalen Ramsey or whatever, but he was pretty adamant when he said he was a non-factor in the game. We talked to mm. him afterwards um, in a walk off. He was like, absolutely not a factor at all didn't do anything wow. and he did that doesn't sound like a jason kind of it was statement yeah yeah he was just like no they didn't he didn't do anything so it wasn't like he he was it wasn't like that was the reason they had to run the ball and he wasn't traveling with amari anyway right. so they there were there were opportunities for amari to get none of know, the i think none, none of the secondary guys were a factor in the game really yeah. because he 
they didn't have to. And I, I think, you know, we've talked before, do they have to pass to set up the run? No, this is a running team. We saw it. And if you're going to keep running, you're going to keep running until they stop you. And then, you know, or, or the game runs out. And then that's pretty much what happened in this one. So I will say, I'm not saying he had a huge impact on the game, but his one catch was on a third and nine on a scoring drive. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, he was targeted twice. Right. And you could say, well, they never targeted him because of Jalen Ramsey. Jason Garrett says not. Uh, yeah. And and Ramsey wasn't on him all day. To answer the question, no, he's not healthy. Yeah. He's definitely not healthy. But I think he can play and play well. And I don't. Yeah, I don't think he had a bad day because he got locked right. down. I think it was clearly like there was. You just look at the stats. Like it was a, a very concerted game plan. Like the tight ends and the running backs were going to be the focal point. I, you can't convince me otherwise because even like Randall Cobb, who is a quarterback friendly receiver, was targeted twice and had one catch, and it was a bubble screen. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that was their yeah. plan all along. Yeah. And if the Rams would have stopped the run, then they probably would have tried to change it up, but they never did. So you can't throw picks if you just run the ball. And there's no point to change it if they can't beat it, right? Mm-hmm. You just keep doing what you're doing yeah. and, and, and force them to so, stop it or you're going to keep If your quarterback them. has a bad shoulder and a bad finger, they're probably going to try to run the ball. And if the Eagles can't stop it, then they just keep running it. Yeah. Well, they allowed, what was it, 362 yards total? Against the Redskins last weekend, so it's like yes. when you allow that, and the that Redskins, amount of yards. The Redskins ran the ball well too. I mean, this is this is the third ranked run defense in the NFL statistically. The Eagles. Yes, but the Redskins were able to run the ball in that game. They averaged four and a half yards per carry, I believe. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's and that's and here. that's without Geis was out, right? Yeah, it was all Adrian Peterson. Wow. Um, Zeke ran for 111 in this game back in October. And I, the Cowboys had an early lead, and that skews it a little bit. But, yeah. oh, I forgot about that. They ran for they went ran for 190 in that game. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be done. That's I, I don't know. I think, that's, I think that's a little bit hollow. And maybe it's because their secondary has had so much trouble. Because, again, I wrote the, it's maybe the biggest discrepancy I've seen this year. I always look just to see how they defend everything. They're 11th in overall defense. But they're third against the run, which gives you an idea of how bad they are against yeah. the pass. Like twenty eight, no, eighteenth. But no. still, like they're worse than mediocre against the pass, and they're yeah. top, you know, top ten, twelve at everything else. And I wonder if it, if teams just aren't running the ball because they don't have to. Because I mean, like these linebackers mm-hmm. are not the type that you're like, ooh, I don't know how you're gonna get past the second level on these guys. Like, mm-hmm. I don't buy that. Is there anything about what the Cowboys did before against the Eagles change? Now being on the road, crowd noise, elements, whatever, whatever. Do you think that on the road this that anything changes for the Cowboys now from what they had, what they faced earlier this year with this team? Well, we've seen Amari Cooper not be successful on the road. So at least that's a, one of the elements that Maybe they were just reason, preparing for not having Amari at the link last week. They're like, well, we know we won't have him, so just... Let's see what we can do without thinking him. Thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they are practicing outside today. They are practicing outside okay. today, and I think Garrett mentioned that, that they're preparing for playing in the grass and, and that kind of thing. But but I do I do wonder if that, that does affect things, because I think earlier this year we had some conversations around... With this offense and trying to be a more dynamic offense, how much that changes when you have crowd noise in the mix. 
where at home you can actually make those kinds of audibles quickly and do a lot of different things, creatively do a lot of different things where maybe you can't do those on the road. I do wonder if that becomes a factor. I mean, how often do NFL teams, period, like start the game with a 14 nothing lead after, you know, how many minutes was it? They had a 14 nothing lead after six minutes of gameplay. Yeah. That doesn't happen often, and it definitely hasn't happened often for the Cowboys. So right. I think it'll be different. Just in that sense of, like, that gives you a huge edge in how you want to play the game when you got them in a hole like that after basically no time at all. Yep. Let's take a call from uh, Randy in Kansas City. Randy, what up? Hey, thanks for having me on. A couple questions, one on each side of the ball. The Cowboys offense, I noticed it seemed like they used the screen more uh, against the Rams, which I I thought was real successful, especially with Pollard and Zeke. And that would uh, eliminate Dak having to throw – downfield a lot uh i think that would be great and um on the cowboys defense with the eagles being depleted at wide receiver they're only going to have that basically that first and second option do you think the cowboys should blitz more to disrupt that and give carson Wentz less time to go through his reads and thanks for having me on all right thank Thank you. you All right, let's start first with the, uh, I guess, it was more of a statement on the offense that they're using the screens more. Um, I, I don't know if, I, I don't know if they, they used it more. I do think it was more effective. Well, um, but gotta, what do you guys think? you got to take, you know, if you're going to go up against a defense that's very aggressive, that's, that's how you counter that, and mm-hmm. that's what the Rams do. And they don't necessarily blitz a lot. They just get a lot of pressure up the field. So it's one way to kind of to offset that. And I think the Eagles will also bring a lot of pressure too. So, um, yeah, that's. That's one thing that's going to happen, but I talked to Jason Witten a little bit yesterday, and he said that he expects the Eagles to do a lot of things you haven't seen. That, that you know that he doesn't believe that Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson's not going to just say, hey, "We'll go, we'll we'll do what we do," you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. That's not a shot at, at Jason Garrett. It's just that it's true. Though. He knows yeah. that you know if you just go line up man for man, they're not going to win. They tried it maybe before, and they didn't. They're not as good as the Cowboys talent-wise right now. But that doesn't mean that you can't you know, do some things a little bit different. So I think the Cowboys are expecting some different wrinkles on both sides of the ball that they just haven't seen. They probably should. I mean, yeah, with the especially on offense, like with what the Eagles are throwing out there. Yeah, yeah if you just try to line up and be the better team, I don't think that's going to work. I don't either. Um, they do have more pro bowlers. Do they really? They have five. They have five Pro Bowlers. That's two two offensive linemen, Fletcher Cox, um, the long snapper, and then there's another guy I'm missing. To go back to our like, people are dogging on the NFC East and saying they need to like reseed the playoffs and all that stuff. Like that is why, like two mediocre teams in a bad division having like um, being both being leaders in terms of who who's going to the Pro Bowl. While all these other teams in the NFC, like what Seattle gets two Pro Bowlers and the Eagles have five and the Cowboys have four, that's why people resent the NFC East. Not that I'm saying we have to care, but that's why. Yeah. Um, but but you know this happens every three or four years, and that somebody is going to host a, a game like this. Absolutely. And they win. They do. I mean, no, and that's that's my. Th- this happens every four years, and I legitimately believe that people are only freaking out about it because they resent the NFC East yeah. because of the amount of attention that and it gets. Certainly resent the Cowboys. Sure, like, the Cowboys are very much at the top of that list yeah. of people love to hate them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But so, I mean, yeah. that, 
was it Seattle? I mean, it was it was New Orleans? I had to go to Seattle and, and lost mm-hmm. and lost. But I mean, I think I think the Colts had to go to the Chargers and, and lost. Mm-hmm. They were eight and eight. So Panthers went seven eight and one and beat the Cardinals in the playoffs a few years yeah. ago. That's why people hate this because they know that you get in the playoffs and you know playoffs mean towels. It means you have wave, <laughs> waving towels and that means you're and home field matters in the playoffs. Home field matters. Seems, yeah, it does. I. I we, I think we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I don't know. Like I'm okay with more blitzing if that's what they want to do. Blitzing helped them get home last week, but you do have to be careful though because Philly is a team I think that traditionally has used the screen very well. Yeah. And uh, when you get those guys yeah. out there on the perimeter and you're blitzing guys, just keep you know, it all in front of you. I, I kind of think the same thing. But I do think the one thing I've seen from the Cowboys is they seem to do a pretty good job, in my opinion, of finding opportune moments to blitz. They don't do it all the time. They don't do it regularly. They just find opportune moments to do it. And I think you still do that. I just think you got to be very careful because this is a team that can hurt you yeah. if, if, you, if, you're, if you're blitzing. Who are you blitzing with? Jordan Lewis? Because yeah. I'm telling you, Jordan, I love him, but Carson Wentz? It's going to take a little bit more to get him to the ground. I think he's a little light to, be, to get that. Eh, not, maybe get not Wentz that Jordan's down. light, but Carson Wentz is that he's impressive of an dude. athlete. And no, he's he, a big he's dude. Big too. And yeah. he can still make throws when he's getting hit. And That's actually, like that. I think I y'all. I saw several a great point. plays from last game against the Rams, and I love Jordan Lewis, and I think he's a super talented football player, but his size does come into question sometimes because there were several plays where he literally tried to hit a guy, and he would just bounce off. And it was, it's kind of funny when you watch it, but it's still like size does matter. Well, yeah, okay. we're talking about Carson Wentz. You're talking <laughs> no, about Carson Wentz. So you're talking about big quarterbacks Stop and the guys, the guys that football, blitz and all that. Seriously. Yep. Yeah. Football Anyways, lends yes. itself to innuendo football very well. Just it is. Um, now that y'all say it, like, I think y'all, yeah, maybe don't blitz because your guys should be able to cover these guys. And Car- I mean, Carson Wentz. Yeah is the type of guy that can miss a blitzer or dodge a blitzer one way or the other, and all of a sudden you're regretting it because he can make plays like that. If your cornerbacks can't cover Greg Ward for a little bit longer, right? I mean, that's a problem, right? This this is not a guy who is a polished NFL wide receiver who just going to give you fits. I mean, I think you should be able to manage that. And by the way, you still got a front four that should be able to get some pressure. We're not talking about a front four that's devoid of talent. They got some pass rushers up there. Let them go get the quarterback. Find opportune moments where you might want to take a take a shot and blitz. But I, I would say, by and large, I'd be a little bit hesitant of that. Like the Eagles, the, I mean, the consistency of the front four does bother me some. True. But, again, I mean, they are fa- fairly depleted in terms of offensive firepower, so... I, I Play that to your advantage. Knowing the injuries that the cat, that the uh, Eagles have, uh, the way I would look at this is I'm going to force them every possession to drive the field on me. The right. last thing I want to do mm-hmm. is give up big plays. So I keep everything in front of me. Make them drive without making a mistake. I want them to have to go 12, 13, 14, 15, 17 play drives in order to get to the end zone and see if they can do that consistently. I don't think they necessarily can. I'll throw this out there as one more point for the defense. I think the Eagles are probably okay with that because I think they want to keep their defense off the field. Like They don't want to put their defense in that situation. So the longer Carson Wentz can have the ball, the less likely they are to get bitten when they give it up. Right, but I don't think that they can play that sort of football. I don't think when you have that many guys out and you're playing with that that many guys farther down your depth chart, 
there's the possibility for the whole call. There's the possibility for the sure. you know all the things that happen that kill drives. To make them have to go on an extended drive, I think that's probably your better um, option. They, they want to keep the score down. They want to keep the – I mean, just look at – I mean, after 14 games, you can kind of get a good sense of how teams want to play. I mean, Cowboys are 7-0 and when they score 30 points. They're 0-7 when they don't. So mm-hmm. if they if they can get into a track meet type of game, it favors the Cowboys. If they can slow it down and have a grinder game where it's just, you know a couple plays here and there – that that better suits the Eagles, not only in general, but this right now with what they've got you, going on. You still say the same, even knowing what Dak has going on with his shoulder. Well, yeah, I mean that's what I mean. That's the type of team the Cowboys are. I mean, if they can score points now, if he's hurt, you probably can't get to thirty. I mean, maybe, but I mean, it depends on if they can stop the run. If they can yeah. just run the ball, and you know, if the offensive line is better, and and you know, really doing what what we saw. If they can do that, then uh, yeah, they can go and score some points. Yeah, absolutely. You All know right. how they can I ask no, a question yeah. real quick? Yeah. You know how you always mention, okay, this team, whether they're a clutch team mm-hmm. or not, if this game comes down to those last minutes of the game where they're kind of right there. And I haven't seen all the games from the Eagles, but are they a team that can come back yes. towards the end of the game? They just did it on Sunday. They've done, They've it, done it last two weeks, right? They did okay, it against New York, too. Last yeah. weekend was, you know. They've done it against bad teams. I don't know if they've Redskins, done it. Did they go like, up? I mean, they were clutch against the Packers a few, I mean, way I, back I, early I, in the year. Okay, fair. But, like, you can't discount doing it against bad teams because no. the Cowboys haven't been able to do it against bad teams. No, no, no. They couldn't I, come I back agree, against the but Jets. I'm, get... I'm talking about last week was the Redskins. And yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm. But the Cowboys have played bad teams and struggled to come back against them when they've fallen behind. One, I mean, not them, but one. You're right. Jets were bad, but they they, they beat all the other bad teams. That throw the Bears in there too. Bears bad. Yeah. Bears aren't good. They're seven and eight. Okay. Uh Eagles. I guess if it came down to those minutes, who would be the clutchest? I don't even know if that's the right <laughs> word, but the clutchest. Yeah, the team. Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. Yeah, because no one cares. Shown this year, yeah. Yeah, nobody cares if you're playing the Redskins or Giants. They just care that it's fourth and two, and I have to make this play, and they made it. The they Eagles have one. Sorry, they have one possession wins against Washington twice, uh, Green Bay, um, the Giants, and do they have one possession losses? Yes, they do. They lost by one to New England. They couldn't come back in that game. They couldn't come back against the Seahawks. Dolphins. Gave up a lead to the Dolphins. I feel like there's another one. I'm so they, oh, and they, I mean, they lost at the end of the Lions way back in September. So they couldn't they, hold they on do to the ball. play a lot of close games. Yeah, but I, I think these last two weeks, the one thing I've noticed at least is at the end of games, Carson Wentz has been really good. And you can say what you want about how he's played throughout the game. But in those last couple possessions, he's been really good, and he's been making some really great throws. So that's the part that you have to know that maybe that's a sign of him kind of warming up a little bit here and starting to get into a little bit of a flow, um, and that could be something that could be dangerous. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got talent. Let's not yeah. let's not act like that he's not a, a talented quarterback. He certainly is a talented quarterback, so we'll see. We're going to go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we'll get some more questions. 888-855-2297 is the number. We'll be back. This is The Break. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Hey Cowboys Nation, this season when the Cowboys win, you get to experience the sweet taste of victory because if the Cowboys win, the next day Duncan is offering a free medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate the Cowboys success from the sidelines, head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory because this season Cowboys fans aren't only winning on game day, they're winning the next day too with a free medium coffee. Cowboys Nation runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to get some phone calls. 888-855-2297. We got a call first from Rob in Las Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey. Hey. You know, I don't. Music. I don't wish injury really on any player, especially my own quarterback. But I think this may be a blessing in disguise. Because even last week, what did they do the first series on, like, third and three? He tried to throw deep to Gallup. And then I think he got hurt right on the series after that. And from there on, he start, they started to go back to the formula that they were so successful with the previous uh, years, running Zeke and getting Pollard involved, which we've been screaming all year because I think Pollard's your home run hitter. I think he's got a better chance of taking it to the house than even Zeke does. So I think this could be a better formula as long as he could throw somewhat. And I think he, he threw the ball pretty pretty good even after the injury. And uh, I totally agree with Amber. If Cooper wants to get paid, you need to show up on the road, especially this is, this is a playoff game. And uh, this is, you know, what you guys are all talking about, how bad Philly secondary is. This game is made for Cooper. And I think the key on defense is Sean Lee. With his knowledge of Philadelphia – and to me, the only thing that Philadelphia could do that could hurt the Cowboys is the screen game, misdirection game. I see Sean Lee, you know, getting tackles for loss and getting maybe another interception. I think he's definitely the key on, on the defense. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, just make no mistake about it. He said that Cooper's going to have to show up in these kind of games if he wants to get paid. Cooper's going to get paid no matter what. At yeah. this point, it would be nice if he could show up. In it would be game. nice, and I think everybody wants to see that happen. But he's going to get paid no matter what. I don't. By who? By the Cowboys. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think Rob. I think Rob made a couple decent points, but I was just struck by like I guess we've gone full circle from. The critics like they literally called him Dink and Dunk Dak for two years because nobody thought he could throw it further than fifteen yards downfield, and now he's throwing it downfield too much, I guess, because he's averaging eight and a half yards per attempt. 
I think he's I think it's fine. I mean, I don't know if he can throw it like that, and I'm sure that'll affect the outcome or the the way they game plan for this. But I don't have a problem with with the way the way or where Dak's been throwing the ball this season. Yeah. I mean, the key is he's got to find his balance, and and I think that's what everybody wants is because there have been some moments earlier this year where he even talked about how sometimes he held the ball a little too long looking for that play, and he had something underneath that was there for him, yeah, and he didn't take it right, and so. What he's got to do is figure out in the game, in the moment, in that situation, what's your best option. We've seen it. I, I want to say it was this last game. It was like a third and three or something like that. And they threw the ball downfield. And and Rob looked at me and he was like, is that really the best option right. here And in that situation? Now, that doesn't mean you don't want to take shots downfield. But in third and three, you probably want to take whatever's there for you underneath because at the end of the day, you got to move the chains. Why, why, why go with a 50-50 ball in that situation? He's like still trying to figure himself out as a quarterback. You know, we've seen him progress, and this year he took that next step as far as the passing game and being able to throw it down the field. Mm-hmm. But I feel that he, and it only comes with time, you know, him getting the experience, feeling comfortable, being able to develop those kinds of instincts and reads and being able to get rid of the ball faster. Now he, he's at a point where he, he has to kind of release that, stop thinking so much and analyzing the field so much and go with what you find quickly, you know. Uh, but that only comes with time. I don't think that's something that he can change all of a sudden and do it like tomorrow yep. you know were you about to say something Dave sort of but I, I don't know I, that's it, it's kind of like the you know cr- criticizing play calling like if it works it's a great play yeah. and if it doesn't work it's a bad play like I'm thinking about actually the Philly game at home last year when like Dak and Amari kind of audibled and he just he threw it to him and he you know it was like a 90 yard or 80 yard touchdown or whatever and like if that hadn't worked, would it have been a bad idea? I mean, you know, I just I, – I like that he's willing to take shots downfield. Maybe third and three isn't always the time to do it, but mm-hmm. I think that needs to be part of any quarterback's repertoire Agreed. for well, defenses to respect that you'll do it. He, he needs a tight end. He needs a tight end that he can count on. He needs an elite tight end. And, and I think just from mm. the way he plays, I think third and three – you know, if if you have a, a guy like an Ertz or a Kelsey or and I know that the, they're the top of the top, but I mean, if you have a guy like that that you kind of know or Witten the way Witten used to be, or you know you can get four yards on third and three, you can just do it. And is so, that you saying you don't think that what they have right now gives him that they need no. another guy? No, not a security blanket. Okay. I mean, they're just a blanket. But they're not one that's going to protect yeah. you from warmth and in, in everything. It's not know? a weighted blanket. No, right. it's just it's a blanket that you can get. It's got a few holes fine. in it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's been worn. I mean, it's it's been you know. I mean, Jason Witten, <laughs> and it'll do the trick a lot of nights. It'll, I yeah. mean, it's just those really really new, cold though. nights. One is pretty new. It just needs to. That and you see, know, that's the question. That, that's what I was getting to. Is it that well, you they don't from? use him enough? <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can get quality stuff. Sometimes, sometimes you have to break it in places that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. throw out there. I'm and, not talking about being undrafted. I'm not talking okay. about that. I'm what just are you say, saying. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, you can get a new. You can get a new blanket, but it doesn't mean that it's it's nice. I'm just saying, get a better, <laughs> deep in this analogy. Get a better we tight end. In on this one. Get a, they need no. a better tight end because that's not good enough to just go and make but his own plays but, on third and three. And that's not even 50-50 anymore to Gallup. It's like 20-80. But is Jarwin not good enough no. and just not getting enough opportunities? He's not He's not good enough to be on the field for what you want all the okay. time. He needs to be on the field so 
third and three, he can be the guy that blocks, or he gotcha. can be the guy that come out. He's not as a, a, a complete guy all the time. J- now, Blake Jarwin looks like a find, and yes. I'm, he, and that's great. Keep it going. You should like tight end should be a priority in the offseason. And, and I mean, it's hard to predict where you know. I don't know if Jason Witten's going to retire. Assuming he does, which I don't know, maybe that's is that a bold assumption? I don't no, know. No, I think he will. I, I, I you don't do? think I don't think he's coming back. I don't know. As a maybe it depends player. on how the season ends, but <laughs> for the purposes of this, because I do, it was a one-year deal, wasn't it? I don't think he's coming back as a player. It was a one-year deal. God, no, go. stop Here it. Go. Stop it. I didn't even hear you say that the first time. I'm glad I. It didn't. was a one-year deal, That's was he it was not? Staring at you. Yeah. Okay. If Jason Witten's not on this roster next year, <laughs> they need to make tight end a priority, yeah. preferably in the draft. Whatever. Blake Jarwin's nice. They could be better. And. We'll see what ha- like I'd bring back Randall Cobb, but if not, I slot receiver too. Just yeah, keep that, giving back weapons. I, that's what I was gonna say. If if you don't get the tight end that you want, you know, in the first round and all that, second round, but a slot receiver too. I mean, because I don't think Randall Cobb will be back, and I think that that they need a younger was guy. A one or two year deal was just a one year. It was it was a one year okay. seven seven mil? I think. Oh, it was five, but maybe five. Anyways, I mean, it was cheap relative to what they what they what Buffalo spent on. Try to find on. you another yes. Beasley. Oh, yeah, you know, and and not I don't mean undrafted. I mean, but try to find a, another guy that can work the middle, and you know, that's that's what I think that they need. I think Beasley would be a good fit on this team right now. But all right, that's a wrap. Tomorrow we're back. We're gonna. <laughs> what do you have? Something else? No, that's it. Okay, tomorrow we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get you ready for Cowboys versus Eagles. These guys are going to give you their predictions. I won't be here, but Amber's going to lead the show. Well, what are you picking? You want to hear my pick now? Yeah. Cowboys win 31-17. Stop the music. Yeah. <laughs> That's that my pick. Good. That's my pick. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!